The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. It is November 29th, 2017. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast to say. We're talking about SmackDown Live for November 28th, 2017. With me, as always, is Mr. Raj Geary. Raj, how's it going, man? Good. How are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. So, uh, interesting SmackDown tonight, or uh, last night, rather. Uh, kind of a mixed bag of a show. What did you think overall of where SmackDown's going right now in the build-up to Clash of the Champions in uh, three weeks? I thought it was just by the numbers, uh, honestly. Yeah. I just didn't think there was really anything to it. Well, I don't know, man. You know, the hype rows have broken up. I don't know if you had trouble getting out of bed this morning, believing in, in love or the world that we live in. I mean, how can we really go on if Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley are not a cohesive unit? That was hard to see. So I think uh, it wasn't exactly the Rockers breakup, but it was <laughs> it was something. Amazing that uh, they teased this for such a long time. I feel like this should have happened a year ago, six months ago, a while ago. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, uh, I think they did it right um, as far as Mojo turning heel because it's clear he's probably going to be the one that gets more of a push. Um, so at least, you know, it gives them something to do. They haven't really been doing anything. Um, you know, Mojo's he's got potential, but as a baby face, it just has, it hasn't worked. Yeah. I don't know if that was a face turn last night. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> well, they, they were, uh, uh, they were faces. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's clear that Mojo's the heel in this. Yeah. Oh man. But you know, Hey, maybe Ryder will get another aborted push, uh, just to crush the fans, hopes and dreams once more. Yeah. I could see them. I could see them going fifty-fifty on them for a while, and then finally, you know, Mojo, you know, winning the last match of their feud. But yeah, yeah. So speaking of uh, drawing stuff out last night, man, once again, I feel like sometimes things happen very, very fast in the WWE, and sometimes it just goes on and on and on. So Shane McMahon last night comes out, brings out Daniel Bryan. Um, Daniel Bryan, you know, defending not firing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, further setting up the match last night for Kevin Owens and Randy Orton. What did you make of Bryan's mixed crowd reaction, getting the yes chance, and then him and Shane were getting the what chance about a minute into their promo? Um, you know, I didn't really think much of it. I just think, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, what did you think? Um... <sighs> A crowd can turn on anyone if Daniel Bryan's getting that, you know? I mean, we've talked about this before. When is it the fans are restless? Is it that they're upset with the product? I mean, why why do they do this? And with Daniel Bryan, he's been a sure thing for crowd pops, sitting on the ring post, getting the yes chant going. And then they were just restless a minute into it. Yeah, and I, th I thought the scripting was kind of bad. Um and and it also makes no sense when you think about it. Like Shane's mm -hmm. upset with Daniel Bryan for not following Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. He could have just done it right there, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's a two-second thing. You don't 
it doesn't have to be to their face, you know. So, you know, there's holes, but yeah, they can send them a FedEx on their wedding day. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ways to do it. Um, but you know, regardless, uh, this was. I thought the scripting wasn't that great, but I still thought this was this and the main event were the best things on the show. Yeah, I want to see where it's going. I mean, I guess Clash of the Champions, we're going to get some resolution there, and maybe really the storyline will get momentum coming out of that going into the Royal Rumble. I did lack, uh, like last night that they acknowledged um, if they get fired, they'll just end up on Monday Night Raw. Um, just kind of weird, this idea that it's like, well, they're fired from SmackDown, but they're still with the company, you know? Right, yeah. Um, yeah, but with Daniel Bryan... Uh, I don't know, man. I would love this to be leading up to Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn versus The New Day. But, uh, you know, I was surprised Daniel Bryan sat on that ring post last night. I was like, oh, that's a risky move, man. Yeah, well, first of all, I I wouldn't want it to lead to that just because I think Daniel Bryan's return should be a big singles match. I agree. Uh, You know, I I do think that would have the most drama. You know, you almost got to wonder if, you know, they would they go with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon? Because Shane doesn't have a an obvious opponent for WrestleMania. So if Daniel Bryan were to get cleared or if he is already cleared, um, that seems like a, a, an obvious direction that they could go. Oh, but with those stiff punches Shane McMahon throws. Right. Well, Daniel Bryan's got the beard to absorb you know, some <laughs> of the impact. Um, see, I almost see them botching it. I think that if they think he's going to go out as an independent on his own um, when his contract expires, why not – kill that momentum and put him as the, the third man in a tag team. Well, if, if, he, if they clear him, he won't leave. He doesn't yeah. want to leave. I mean, he's made that clear. He wants to wrestle in WWE. So I don't think they would, you know, squash that if they're going to clear him to return. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe an elaborate revenge fantasy on Vince McMahon's part. Hey, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they still misuse him. I mean, <laughs> when he ran, you know, when he won the WWE championship, they put him in an undercard feud with Kane uh, where he's like, you know, hiding from him and running backstage with Bree and, you know, made to look really weak. Well, uh, it was clear evolution in the shield was the top feud during that period. Yeah. We'll see, man. Oh, yeah, I meant to ask you, what did you think uh, those rumors popped up? What was it a week or two ago, but then died down really quick. This, uh, do you put any uh, weight to this rumor that Batista, uh, Batista might come back? Well, he said that he's talked to Vince, uh, you know, about coming back, but he'll only do it if it's in a feud with Triple H. And I think Triple H is kind of booked up for now. And yeah. it, he said that for a while. So I think if, you know, Vince wanted to, he'd do it. But I think with how uneventful his last run, I, I guess that Vince just probably feels like he isn't worth it. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, his star is uh, shining pretty bright right now. So. Yeah, but there's a difference between you know, Shar stunning bright in Hollywood and, and that transferring over, especially with how the the wrestling fans are right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, they, they rejected him in, in favor of Daniel Bryan last time, but, and, and there's no one as strong a baby face right now as Daniel Bryan in, in WWE where, where fans would turn on someone else in support of, you know, an, another guy. Yeah. We shall see. Um, so, first match of the night last night, The New Day versus Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, still officially without a name for their tag team. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised with this one. Didn't uh, didn't 
Benjamin beat one of the Usos last week? I believe so. Yeah, so it, it seemed like they were going with Shelton and, and Chad versus the Usos. I don't know if they've, they've decided to change direction or if they're going to do a three-way at Clash of the Champions. Oh, we can only hope. Um, the New Day coming out last night with Pancakes, the Usos on commentary. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was like, okay, Usos full, yeah, back full face, you know, at this point. That was uh, pretty great, though. I thought the Usos, uh, you know, the charm is coming through. Enjoyed Big E smuggling the pancakes in a singlet. Thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> I thought the, yeah, I thought the Usos were great on commentary. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought this match was good. Um, yeah, I was surprised a little bit by the ending, but it, it was a good match. Yeah, so the New Day won that. Um, there, was some good, there was some good stuff in this. I just feel like Benjamin and Gable, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think is lacking from their tag team? Um, well, they were just thrown together randomly. Um, it was kind of one of those, the teacher putting, you know, the two wrestlers together. I mean, like, you guys are going to be a tag team. Yeah. So it was never organic. You never, and they, I just don't see them as having any chemistry together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they need promos or just more, uh, you know, something more to, to really make it pop. I think the ring work is good. I thought last night the match was, was yeah. solid, you know. Just, I don't know. I think maybe that, you know, that's the problem is that you put these guys in feuds with the New Day and the Usos. And if you don't bring it on that level of charisma, you're just going to look like the most bland tag team ever. Yeah. You know, so it's a tough, tough group to hang with. How much um, does Chad Gable weigh? Uh, for what, 230? He's that big? No, I mean, I'm just, that's a complete guess. Let's see. Hold on, let's take a look here. So they two oh three, so, um, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> two oh five live isn't necessarily great for your career, but at least you're doing something. Um, I don't know. That just seems like the Vince McMahon plan. Let's just round up all the small guys, put them on two oh five live, and then cancel it, and be like, oh, sorry, it didn't work. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if. They sent out that survey about 205 Live. Yeah, I didn't um, get that one. Yeah, I, I didn't either, but uh, a, a bunch of readers sent it to me. It's on our Instagram. You can see all the pages on our Instagram and Facebook. But, yeah, they, um, they're they basically asking, if you don't watch it, why don't you watch it? They have a bunch of reasons. We have an article on it this morning, so you could, you could read all about it. But... If they, you know, if they really wanted to go all out with 205, you'd need to get some star power, not just these same bland guys every week with, you know, um, just doing moves. You got, you got to have a lot more to it, and um, and get Vince's hands off of it because I think, you know, Vince, Vince's hands on it doesn't no favors. Well, and I think that's the, the idea. I think if they make it sort of a more offbeat, unconventional show and let the writers have fun with it. Um, and it felt like it was going in that direction when Enzo first went there that week when the fashion police showed up, you know, Drew Gulak doing his PowerPoint shtick. I think you could just really have this irreverent show. It'll never be the biggest thing on the network, but it'll get its own cult following. Uh, well, I like think it. if you taped it elsewhere, um, oh, yeah, that would sale, help man. tremendously. Full sale. Bring it back. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, uh, Woods pinned Benjamin for the finish of that match last night. We had, uh, after that, another tag, I hate when they do the tag matches back to back, but, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Hype Bros, 
Okay, so week week two for the Bludgeon Brothers. Raj, where are you at with this? What are you thinking? Um, I think the gimmick's corny, but um, but they they look good. You know, it's it's just you've seen this tag team forever, so it's hard to take them as as uh, as killers now when when you already when you've seen, you know like I said when you've seen them forever. Yeah, the body suits. They That's they got the a part. they got a good pop though. Yeah, the so. entrance was cooler this week. I thought. Yeah. So, um, so something with that. I don't know if it was just this crowd. We'll have to wait and see. But um, if the fans are buying into it, then you know more power to them. Talked about this the other night. I'm telling you, Kane should pass that mask to Rowan. You know, just literally. I mean, change the character. You know, the idea of the mask is what's possessed. Rowan's got the build for it. He's got the look for it. I think that's the best best case scenario. Uh, having a bunch of wannabe canes is what you're saying. Hey, you know, it worked for Sincara, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, actually, knowing knowing uh, Vince, it would be the mask is possessed, and it's going to be they're going to put it on, you know, like Mickey James or something like that, and just uh, do some weird storyline. They did that fake Kane uh, program before. Remember where um, Luke Gallows was the fake Kane and that lasted like three weeks before they put the kibosh on it. They had a terrible match and then that was it. Oh, I think I blocked that out. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I think of the Bludgeon Brothers, the entrance was cool. So last night, their victory over the Hype Bros, um, rivaling uh, Asuka over Dana Brooke in terms just of shortness and efficiency i mean that was quick which match uh the, um, the bludgeon well yeah i mean the story was to do the breakup so uh and you don't want if you're pushing the bludgeon brothers as monsters you don't want them in a long competitive match with the hype brothers so um they did the right thing there yeah although weird that they would have that quick match and then devote so much time i mean devoted more time to mojo turning on rider after so uh yeah who knows who has the momentum out of this i think uh that'll be on the pre-show for clash of the champions rider versus mojo maybe the opening match i I don't know their roster is so thin i can almost see it you know main event it's close enough close the show (laughs) i mean just just think about what you have on that show um yeah i mean you got gender and aj which i don't think people are really dying to see and what else baron corbin and uh and Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, yeah, the the promo that happened after. What what did you think of that? Uh, so Roode still working face. Corbin shut down the idea of having that match last night. Clearly building up for Clash of the Champions. Yeah, I think if you, I don't see how fans, if you if you're not familiar with Bobby Roode, if you didn't follow him in TNA or in NXT, how you'd be a fan of the babyface Bobby Roode. I just think he doesn't come across as likable. Um, and even his entrance, the glorious entrance, is a lot less, um, a lot less over than it was in NXT. It's, yeah, it's, it's cool, but it's not like a, a huge deal. So, I think they're I, someone's saying they're messing Bobby Roode up so bad. And I, I agree. Um, he, he, he feels like he's less and less over every week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens coming out of this feud, but I think a heel turn would uh, do him some good right now. After that, the two-on-one handicap match, AJ Styles versus the Singh brothers. Huh. 
<laughs> oh man, they're just gonna drag this out forever. Yeah, I mean, we've pretty much seen every variation, right? I guess they could do gender and the Singh brothers against AJ. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it for for what it was, it wasn't. It was it was good. I mean, the Singh brothers can go um, if they need to. But um, yeah, I mean, the story was gender beating up AJ before the match. He beat up the Singh brothers again after the match. So, um, but. Yeah, I mean nothing, nothing much to it. Well, it'll be interesting to see where they go after Clash of Champions with AJ and Jinder. Yeah, because with with AJ, they've kind of you know, I mean, who the who do they got on the heel side right now that um, that would be a top you know that he could feud with for a while. I mean, literally Kevin Owens and that's no it. Yeah, and Jinder. I mean, it's, I could see this Jinder thing keep going. Oh God! Just Owens just seems too soon. Yeah. Sammy, they—I mean, there's always Sammy, I guess. It'd be a good. It'd be a really good match, but a really lackluster feud. I, I don't think it would do either guy any favors. Yeah. Um, I think that's as much as I love both of them. I think that's just got B show. I mean, just stamp it, change the name of SmackDown. You know, it's like that's put it on the network at that point. If that's yeah. your your main event feud, mm-hmm. not that Jinder is much better, but I can see casuals flipping the channels, at least being more intrigued by AJ versus Jinder. You know, yeah. Um, so I want to talk about this women's match last night. A lot of people online. This seemed like the main thing, uh, controversial, just uh, for where they're going with the storyline. Not that there's anything you know, particularly scandalous about it, but rather just uh, the the wrestling last night, the quality of it, and the similarities, of course, to what's happening on Raw. But first, want to welcome a new sponsor to the Wrestling Inc. podcast, and that's SeatGeek. Raj, have you used SeatGeek before? Yeah, so I've used them uh, <laughs> recently for Lady Gaga tickets for the wife, but I, I'm going to go. And uh, you can use them for WWE events, NXT events. Uh, yeah, they're, they're great, and they're easy yeah. to use. Absolutely. And everyone knows that buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated. I'm telling you, SeatGeek is the better, simpler way to buy. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. They help you find the best seats, the best prices, fully guaranteed. telling you, there's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team, musician, or wrestler in person. And SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great, great price. I actually have the SeatGeek, SeatGeek app on my phone. It's the easiest way to find and shop for tickets. I like that I could be anywhere. It'll show me all of the seating locations, all of the pricing. It breaks it down really easily. I've gotten great prices on there. Actually, I used it um, originally, God, when I was getting Hamilton tickets uh, a year and a half ago when I was going to New York. And I tell you, I loved it. Believe me, I was looking at every ticket site, every ticketing app for every option of figuring out how I was going to go my way into Hamilton. And I love that SeatGeek made it really, really simple. got me a great deal. Save me time, save me money. I was looking at it today because Jay-Z is coming to the area and I would really like to go to that. And the prices I'm seeing on there are a lot better than I'm seeing on the other ticket sites. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. Again, it'll save you time and money because it actually searches multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find you amazing deals. And you get the most bang for your buck because they grade every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats to fit your budget and this is the important part. Every purchase is guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket. 
for sports, concerts, wrestling, comedy, and theater. And best of all, our listeners can get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code INC today. That's promo code INC for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So, Ruby Riot has an extra T in her last name. It yeah, really trademark these things. I think the there was some uh, opposition to trademarking Ruby Riot with one T, so I think that's why they're doing it. Yeah, and what is the name of her stable? Of course, the Riot Squad. Yeah, at least it's not uh, aberration or you know like a complete oh. ripoff of the raw name. <laughs> Abs- an absolution. I kept forgetting what it was on Raw. I had to look it up. Both yeah. times, like Absa, which is weird. You'd think Vince would be saving Absolution for like a guy with really great abs. Like that would be his, his hey, great name. Hey, but you know, good. yeah, instead, nope. On Raw, that's the women's invasion team. And in this one, the Riot Squad. Um, the promos were okay last night. I mean, look, better, better than the Raw promos outside of Paige. Yeah, and that's the thing. Ruby Riot is good, but she's no Paige in terms of charisma. Or just that's being true. dynamic on the mic or in the ring. That's true, but the other girls were were better, at least on the mic. Than uh... oh wait wait wait, the other girls talked last night. They just wrestled, right? No, they talked. They, they cut promos. Um, Liv Morgan, I will say this: her mic skills have improved immensely. Yeah. In NXT, um, I can remember saw her, seeing her at a live event, which was still wrestling under her name, uh, Jana Daddio. and um, I remember thinking her wrestling skills were really really good. It was her promos that needed work. Last night, complete opposite of that. I mean, her segments against Charlotte, and again, I'm a day one Liv Morgan fan, and that was that was tough to watch. I mean, they cut to commercial in the middle of her sequence last night, and thank God, I mean, that was that was not ready for uh, the main roster. Yeah, um, I, I still thought there it was too similar to what they did on Raw as far as them taking out a bunch of women. It's just like... I, I just think it's weak doing the exact same thing. Even though it's this week, it wasn't exactly, but it was close enough. At least they got uh, an actual match. But that match, man, the stuff, the <laughs> spots with Naomi at the end looked brutal. I'm, I hope she didn't legit get hurt because uh, it, uh, yeah, they look green. And Liv Morgan's been there for a while. Yeah, um, God, two years at least working live events, so. She yeah. was on TV for a bit. Never really got a push though in NXT. Yeah, I mean she's. I mean she was uh, really starting from scratch. So uh, she's still green. It's going to take a bit, but great look. Great look. skills. Like I, I think she can be a star for sure. Absolutely. But it was that segment with Charlotte when Charlotte threw her into the corner, and she did the pop up, and then didn't go over Charlotte. Just kind of, and Charlotte looked kind of a little confused and backed out of her way. Kind of yeah. like, okay, you're not getting enough air on this. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's odd to me that you don't try this out on live events first before, you know, uh, getting them on TV. There's a plan, man. There is a plan. The Women's Rumble. I mean, that's got to be it of why they're doing all of this to lay this groundwork. I don't think a writer just said, I've got a really hot idea. Let's have two trios of women invade each brand and just run over the place. I don't think that was the creative idea. Right, but you know, for all these women, ha- you have them 
or anyone, I mean, anyone that's coming in that's still kind of green, have them work live events first before having their first matches on TV. I mean, they have this weekend where they can practice spots and and uh, and work on their stuff before before putting it on TV. Yeah, and what was weird about this last night and having this match when, again, look, people have already said this is a copycat of what's going on on Raw. Why not have them do exactly what happened on Raw the other night and not have any wrestling? Just have the beat down. Just have them throw punches. Protect, protect these women until they're a little more ready because they won this match last night. The Riot you know Squad won. You can still do it without doing the same thing as on Raw. Just have them do a promo. Yeah, um, that's it. That's all no, you they need. They have to assert their dominance, Raj. They have to show how the ruthless aggression. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, they could show like a video package. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do. I, the fact that all Liv Morgan's NXT highlights. No, that Ruby Riot's got some. At least yeah. you know. So, at least it's something. And um, yeah, just just copying the same thing. It's just it's just it comes across as uh, so B show to me. But to have them win last night, that is the least cre- – I mean, I think James Ellsworth beating AJ Styles was a more credible win than than the Riot Squad winning that match last night. Why is that? Um, just the quality of the wrestling. At no point oh, well. did I believe that they were going to – even when Natalia left, at no point did I believe that the three women in the ring could take out Charlotte, um, let alone Charlotte and Naomi. No, it's going to take time, but – they definitely should have won. They shouldn't be w- losing right oh, off the bat. They should, but what I'm saying, if you can't, if you can't pull off a credible win, don't book the match. Just don't, don't do it. You well, Ruby beat Charlotte pretty clean in the ring. Yeah. Know? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, she, she hit her finisher. Charlotte was out, and that was it. Uh, just that was tough to watch, and I love the women's division, and I love what they've done with it, and I want to. I'm the like we've said since. The first uh, hints of this, I'm so excited about a women's rumble. I think that really is putting that division on par with the men's division. But this match last night did not help anyone, Um, I don't think. I don't think it presented them as a credible threat. I don't think it gave you any interest in the storyline. And, um, you know, Raw was supposed to do something similar on Monday with the three-on-three match. And you know what these three-on-three matches remind me of? Is this is this was uh, before the brand split, before When they the first came in, when they, they yeah. had this, what was it, sorority? Submission sorority, Submission Team PCB. Sorority. Right, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't think three-on-three women's matches builds the division, you know? I just think it's weak stuff. I mean, I just think the writing's really weak right now. Um, yeah, but they should have gone over here. I mean, they 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 went over pretty strong, but uh, you know, you're you're just putting in three people you haven't really seen before. I mean, it took the Shield a while to really get get over, uh, but they were all really at least uh, Ambrose and and Rollins at that time. Reigns got really good later, but uh, he uh-huh. was green at the beginning. But at least they had Ambrose and Rollins who were you know really good. Um, yeah, I just I want more for this. Um, I, I want it to be better. I want to be more invested. And uh, I don't know. So they did confirm Becky Lynch off TV. I think did we talk about it last week? Uh, I think news was breaking last week going to the podcast. But Becky filming the Marine Six. Yeah. So she'll be out for a few weeks. The Miz as well filming the movie as we we saw in Raw last you know last Monday. It was. Uh, I don't know if Elias is going to be with the Mistrage every week, but you know, it, it appears that 
they see they see enough of the mist rush to at least give them something to do while the Miz is gone. Oh yeah, you weren't with us Monday night. What did you think of that segment with the uh, Curtis playing harmonica? No, I heard you guys dogging on it. I thought they were funny. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty. It went on way too long. They. It seemed like they were stalling a lot on Raw on Monday, yeah. but uh, I, I got a kick out of it. So. That was the one we've talked about this before. So I had relatives still in town from mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and that was the segment they were in the room for. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" You know, after <laughs> I was trying to justify, no, I have to do this. I have to watch it live. This is what we do every Monday. Just the looks I was getting after that segment. You know? Yeah, it seemed like it went on like fifteen minutes between when Elias first came out and and when the match started. But uh, <sighs> but I, I don't know. I I I, I thought. Uh, I thought Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel were pretty good there. But, I mean, they we're clearly having fun with it. So yeah. that counts for something. And I thought Elias, the last five minutes of that match with Reigns was some of the best stuff he's done on the main roster. The, the match overall, there, it, I thought the it was too slow somewhat. at the beginning. But by the end, I thought it really picked up and it was a really good showing for him. Um, the Fashion Files last night. Ugh. And uh, talk about things that I want to love. I want to give this a pass every week and just be like, oh, yeah, that was really good. But there's Saw parody last night with Brazongo and the Ascension. Um, this is only the second one that they've done where I felt like, okay, this really isn't working. Really? I, I felt like it hasn't worked in in a while. I can't remember the last one I thought was good. I think it's been like a month. Um, who, who do you think the villain reveal is? Ty Dillinger? Who knows if there is one? Oh, um, yeah. You know, so... Should uh, be Mr. McMahon, you know, just have him. This is this is his return to TV. Uh, that would that would be such a waste of his star power. I know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was what it was. Let's talk about this main event last night: the no DQ match, Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens. So, uh, Sami Zayn banned from ringside. He found a loophole technicality to get around that. Um, but what did you think of this? It seemed a little, uh, you know, more using of the kendo stick it was it was a little more uh involved than i think to randy orton's credit this this was a little more randy orton invested it felt like than a lot of his matches yeah i thought this was one of orton's better matches in a while um i thought he looked good there um you know i i every i think everyone saw Sami Zayn doing something by the end yeah. Sami Zayn hit some of the the weakest chair shots I've ever seen. At the end. <laughs> like like that chair was too heavy for him or something. I don't know what was going on there, but um, but yeah, I mean, I I I like that Owens won, and uh, it, it's yeah. I mean, I think that's the feud going for a bit is is probably Owens and and Orton. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to see more of uh, what they demonstrated on Twitter in those exchanges in this because i think that's been the high point outside of the ring thus far for them yeah um but i thought the match was good yeah the match was good Uh, i thought this was the best thing on the show um yeah by far and then the opening segment and owens picked up the win so that was you know it was good after the yeah chair shots from sammy then and what was the exact finish? Did he, did he hit the... Frog splash. It was the frog splash, yeah. So what do you make right now of all the rumors? You know, of everything that came down in the European tour with the Owens and Sammy being sent home. Does Owens have any heat on him 
to Sammy. I think it's clear Owens doesn't. <laughs> you still hear you still hear that Sammy does, um, but Owens, you know, Owens obviously doesn't with the office, whether or not with yeah. the talent. Um, but that incident was legit. They really did get sent back. I think cooler heads prevailed. Um, but I think the talent did feel like Owens and Sammy went into business for themselves and didn't want to get punked twice, so they they took off. Um, so we'll see. I, it, it's clear that they've moved on from that. So getting a little more uh, extreme, it seems each time with people making fun of Sammy last night, the newsies reference, the newsies paper boy, Shane doing the dance. Yeah. Yeah. I've... <laughs> yeah. Road dog probably said to him, and I want you to look like you're really struggling with that chair. Just like, it's really hard to give those chair shots, you know? Yeah. I don't know if he was just really trying, he didn't re- want to hurt Orton because Orton was upset oh, with them yeah. or, or, uh, or what it was, but those chair shots look bad. Yeah. What's, what do you do with Sammy from here? Um, you could probably do AJ. Yeah. You were saying that earlier. I mean, that would be, that would be a sign that Sammy does not have anyone rooting against him backstage. If it becomes like Sammy versus Mojo, then it's like, oh, Sammy's Sammy's getting buried, folks. Yeah, I just think that the lack of options too. I mean, because, I mean, I guess you can keep going with Jinder because him and AJ have only been feuding for you know, I, well, it's been like a month. It feels like it's been a long time, but it's only been like a month and a half. AJ and Jinder. Yeah. I feel like I was in my twenties when that feud started. Yeah, but it started like right before the Survivor Series, because. Uh, Jinder had been with Nakamura, but yeah, it feels like it's, it's been forever, but I, I don't know what else they go with. It's AJ and Jinder or AJ and Sammy and Sammy. I don't know if they've, they see him as in that, that title picture. Yeah. So overall, what do you give SmackDown last night? C, C minus. Yeah. It was just there. I, I, I was losing, you know, I was just kind of losing uh, attention I was just stopping paying attention a lot while watching it. So. Two more, two more SmackDowns still Clash of the Champions. This Clash of Champions, I think that's going to be one of those that will have the banners up on the site that it's it's this Sunday, and everyone will be like, "What? Really? There's a pay per view this Sunday?" I think that's going to be one of those that one of those pay per views that people forget about. So. Is it usually that late in the month? I feel like the December pay per view is usually a week before. I mean, I'm sure it fluctuates. Yeah, I just think that, you know, time of year, it's not something that people are going to be like, oh, my God. And it, it's, I mean, kind of a terrible weekend, too, right? I mean, that's the weekend Star Wars opens. Like, everything is aligning to where I think this could be the lowest rated pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, I could, I definitely see that. <sighs> Poor SmackDown, man. Yeah, they, they're doing a good job burying it. You see the attendance. Uh, oh, man, someone sent me the uh, photos from the attendance. Uh, I want to say it was in Roanoke last week, and oh man, it looked—it looked like worse than an indie show. Yeah. Um, the only problem he—he he had sent it right before the show started, and he didn't have any once the show started. So I decided not to publish those, just because I think people would have been like, "Oh, you're only publishing photos, you know, <laughs> before the show started. We don't know how yeah. soon before it was." Take pictures at five o'clock, empty arena, guys. Yeah. I mean, it was—it was—it was really, really bad. Um, speaking of indie show attendance, so what's going on with uh, Cody and the Young Bucks and the show they're putting on? Uh, n- nothing yet. I think they're just looking for a venue. 
Um, yeah. But what's you know, the goal? Just to Cody said on Busted Open that he'd like to face Daniel Bryan. If that's the case, you're talking about not until September. Yeah. Because his contract is, isn't up until then. So that's, you know, you're talking almost a year away. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but so their goal is to do the biggest independent wrestling show in the U.S. And what did I read? I mean, granted, I may have gotten this wrong secondhand, but it's three shows they're talking about potentially doing in the U.S. with their own money. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm. I'm not sure about that. I. I, I just okay. heard of the one. Yeah, but the idea is that they're going to do. I think ten thousand is the the figure they're trying to break. That's what they're tennis. trying to. Yeah, that's what they're trying to reach. That's based on a bet that Dave Meltzer and Cody made. That Dave didn't think that ROH could draw ten thousand. And look, with with one show, I don't know. It's possible, but depends on um, who's on it. Yeah, but as a as a regular, you know, doing it two to three times, that I definitely don't think would ever happen a- anytime soon. That I think they would almost have to do, um, like counter program, do something mania weekend. I mean, to get that many super fans in one area. I mean, yeah, if you did it like in the UK, and you know, or one, yeah, one over mania weekend, one in the UK, uh, then you might be able to. But, but yeah. we'll see. We'll you see, know, and they might but, they might be able to get um, some favors. I'm sure it'll have some huge names. I'm sure there'll be uh, some big intrigue. What did the the New Japan show? And granted, that's not independent. But what did New Japan do when they were in Long Beach? I think it was like year? twenty two thousand twenty five hundred somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see what it does. Um, so it appears um, that Brock Lesnar is going to be back soon the December 18th raw. So that would suggest that they got an opponent for him. Cause usually when he's sent back, he, he has to, uh, he has to approve his programs. I think that's what uh, Dave Meltzer reported before in the wrestling observer. So if that's the case, then they've got a, a plan for him. And, you know, my suggestion, I don't think this thing with Kane and Braun Strowman's over, by the way. I heard you guys talking Monday night, but <laughs> I think they're, I mean, they got to do a, at least a blow off match where Braun Strowman beats him. Yeah. Um, but what I would do, and I don't think they're going to do this with how they've been bearing Finn, but what I would do is Finn challenge Kane after you get Kane and Strowman over with, but Finn challenge him as the demon. And then. Mm. Finn goes on to beat Kane convincingly. I mean, it doesn't, not a squash or anything, but convincingly. And then as the demon, you challenge Brock. And then you have some intrigue because he's never lost as the demon. You got Brock. Um, and so that I think would add a extra layer um, because yeah, just, just based on that, the demon never having lost. And yeah. who, I mean, who else do you go with? I mean, realistically you got Kane, which I don't, I don't think people want to see. They don't want to do Braun. Uh, Samoa Joe, they're they're building to Samoa Joe and Roman. So I really like Justin Labar's idea of Cesaro, but um They're not I, they're I mean, not that would be weaker Finn. than Finn yeah. by far. I well, mean Cesaro, you need to take time to to build him, you know, properly. See, I feel like Cesaro they have built better. He was just beat on Raw by Seth Rollins. Yeah, I know, but they treat him better week to week, it seems like, than with Finn. I mean, Cesaro, even in his losses, he's made to look very strong. I feel like that they've they've booked him well. I think it would be a great match, but, yeah, it would uh, not 
They book him like he does his power moves, but they don't book him like a star at all. Yeah. And that's part part of it is, you know, being over on that level. Now, if they wanted to do something with Cesaro and then went to Brock, I could see that, but I think that would have to take months. Um, Mm. But you never know. I mean, with gender, they just decided one week to do it and and they, they went with it. But and I think actually you have Seamus as his mouthpiece. Having Seamus, the guy out there hyping him up, yeah. you know, and building it. Um, it. It could be. I mean, it would be a good match. I just think uh, Finn as the demon versus Brock would be more intriguing. I think it would be great until Finn loses as the demon. And then... No, see, Cesaro would lose as Cesaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the demon is, I think the demon should be more protected. Um, they're not, I don't think they're concerned about that. I know. It's just as unfortunate. You yeah, know, but at least like, it gives him something. And yeah. so, yeah, we'll see. Um, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably going to be someone like a, a Kane or, um, gosh, who else? They re- they really don't have many people. Seth? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, we shall see. Um, lastly, what's up? Uh, CM Punk is going to fight again in the UFC? Well, uh, it's, it seems clear that Dana White's open to it. He's meeting with Dana this weekend. I mean, they've been seeing Punk's been training for another fight. So, um, you don't watch UFC, right? No, I watched the CM Punk fight. I mean, yeah, I just don't know who you put him against because he was just destroyed by someone who's not a, a top level guy. Um, I mean, he's not. Mickey Gall is not bad by any means. He's he's no. promising, but. You know, it's not Bellator to w- where they do like super gimmick fights, even though signing CM Punk is a gimmick. So Mickey Gall looked like the top guy compared to CM Punk in the ring. No, he know? looked like a destroyer. Yeah. But anyone can look like a destroyer when you put in, you know, when you put them against someone that's n- I, not very I, good. I watched the UFC series. What was it? The three or four part CM Punk series building up to it. Oh, yeah. I tried. I tried going in to suspend disbelief, and that was just. That was tough to watch. As yeah, yeah and you know, the, the last episode of that series where it was supposed to show like CM Punk's now ready and, and he's like beating that guy in sparring. Yeah. And that guy he was beating in sparring, like, like just, they just got him off the street. Like he just seemed like out of shape and didn't have a, a muscle on him. So, um, man, if I was Punk, I'd think about your health and sign with Bellator and get an easy fight. Get get a get a gimmick fight. You know they'll 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 get that Power Ranger in Bellator. You know or uh, uh, someone you know someone way out of their out of their prime. If I was CM Punk, I'd be calling up Cody and the Young Bucks and saying, "So let's talk about these three shows you guys want to do." Now that man, if they could get CM Punk for that, I think they could do ten thousand. Yeah. No, I think he could do that and probably get... Yeah, Zach McDonald pointing out, the Young Bucks has said that they've been begging and pleading for him to join Bullet Club. And, you know, CM Punk, he's upset with WWE. If he ever wanted to stick the boots to him, uh, wrestling is the way to do it. I think that's how they'll get a 10,000 draw, especially if they need to do it in multiple cities. It will be calling in everybody uh, with a grudge against the WWE to help them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, those would be two big ones. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, anything else to cover before we take it home here? Uh, no. I think that's that's it. Kind of an uneventful week, really. But yeah, um, well, a week after the holiday. You know. Yeah, just this this time of year until. Um, I we'll see Brock coming back, so they'll have uh, a big Royal Rumble 
um, match in mind. So we'll see what that is. Yeah. Cool, man. We'll be back Monday night to follow everything that happens on Raw. I'm Fingers crossed it's good, folks. So right. until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.